how is this different from men to females? Like, these are all things that act like to be an overall rock climber, like you need to have these things. And if you don't have them, your climbing's going to struggle. Hey, everyone. You just heard our friend Speed, whom you met on episode three, expressing her thoughts on a passage I came across called Tips for Female Climbers. Speed is a very experienced climber herself and works full-time as a climbing coach in Squamish, BC. Together, the three of us go through these tips and each explain our opinions. While Emma and I mostly provide the shit-talking, Speed is here as our expert advisor and helps us discern useful information from harmful stereotypes. Thanks in advance for listening, and as always, please send us your thoughts and opinions. Basic, a podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry, regardless of norms and expectations. I'm Emma. And I'm Allie. On this podcast, we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. Hey listeners, to clarify, the chapter we speak about in this episode was originally written for and published in 2008 in a book called Conditioning for Climbers by Eric Hurst. It was then republished in 2017 under a new book title, The Rock Climbers Exercise Guide by the same author. As well, since the release of this episode, we realized that some of the comments made in our original recording were harsh and unnecessary. As of February 11th, 2022, we have since retracted these from the recording, and you can listen to the updated episode here. If you have any questions about this, feel free to DM us on Instagram at Wildly Basic Podcast. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. Hello, listeners. We are back. Thank you for joining us. We have a very random but very niche topic to discuss today. So I'll give you guys a bit of a backstory. I borrowed a a training for climbing book from a friend of mine and as I was going through it I found that in the very last section of the book there's a little blurb that says tips for female climbers and when I read them I had some very mixed feelings so I thought I'd bring this little list to the podcast so we could talk about what we think about it and of course Emma and I are not super experienced climbers So we thought we'd bring someone on who could actually give us some meaningful information. So we have brought back Speed. Yeah, for those of you who haven't listened to our previous episodes, Speed was our guest uh, early on in our show, on our third episode. So if you want to learn all about her and her life and background, definitely check that episode out. But today she's back as our expert professional on the pod to give us more insight on the topics we're about to talk about because like Ali said we are you know barely beginners just to recap speed is my roommate her real name is Allison but everyone calls her speed and that's what we're going to call her on today's episode again she has been climbing for the majority of your life right speed right and she's been a huge competitive climber growing up she 
has competed for Canada on a couple world circuits. She also held the Canadian record for speed climbing up until recently. And now she spends a lot of her time as a professional climbing coach. Actually, really recently, you took on a new position at the local climbing gym here in Squamish as the manager of educational programs. Program director. Program director. I think that's higher than manager. So cool. Sounds cooler. (laughs) Um, You do a lot. Yeah, I do do a lot, especially within the climbing community. She's honestly overqualified to give her opinion on this topic. We actually picked a really good guest for today's episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Speed, do you want to, I know we got a lot more info about you on our previous episode, but do you want to give us maybe a little bit of background or like your experience with like training for climbing? Yeah, so I spent a lot of time training for climbing at like starting at a pretty young age. I went to my first youth nationals when I was seven. Um, And I spent a lot of time training, like up until like just recently, Um, I stopped training for climbing seriously when COVID hit, um, primarily because the competition scene has just kind of died off. But uh, I spent a lot of time training for climbing in many different disciplines. So one being sport climbing, the other bouldering, and then the other one speed climbing. And for our listeners, today's episode is going to be very climbing specific, obviously. So we're probably going to be throwing around a lot of climbing jargon. And if you aren't familiar, don't be too intimidated. You're allowed to totally reach out and ask us any questions. We will try our best to explain what we can, but um, we might miss a few things and we apologize in advance. I also think that even if you don't climb, some of these um, tips for female climbers kind of have parallels in other sports. Um, I can see parallels with like skiing and backpacking, any kind of sport that requires a bit of risk management um, and any kind of like physical ability. I think kind of what these tips reveal about our preconceived ideas about females in a given sport, I think this can kind of like translate to those other activities. So even if you don't climb, please still listen and give us your thoughts where you can. So the first thing I'll say about these tips for female climbers is that I actually found this section in the last chapter of the book, last or second last. The chapter was called special considerations for training. And in the special considerations section was a subheading of female climbers or training for females or something like that. So right off the bat, I'm kind of thrown off guard with the fact that were somehow a special consideration. And it made me realize that as I was reading the previous parts of the book, it was meant to be that like the target audience is male climbers because clearly if the female climbers are in this last chapter as a special consideration, we're not really the target audience of a training manual at all. Well, it made me think of a lot of conversations that people have in research, especially like kinesiology research, where you're trying to push like, oh, women are not just small men. They, they do need to have a special consideration. But I think I agree with putting a chapter at the end of the book basically just says, oh, everything that you've read thus far is for men. So it's just funny that we got like the last little bit of a chapter. Or like some sort of disclosure at the beginning of the book being like, hey, like this is primarily like targeted towards men and like kind of having that little like special advice at the beginning. 
but it, exactly like having it throughout the book would make way more sense um i do have a, like a bit of a uh scenario that i have been a part of oh yeah go for it um when i was 14 or 15 i changed climbing teams from one team to another one to train at a bigger facility with a bigger team and like girls my age and stuff like that but before that uh, i was training with like one other guy, he was probably like 17 or 18. And then there was my brother who's a year younger than I was. And in the end, it just ended up being me and my brother because we were the only ones sticking around. And our coach, who will remain unnamed, decided that he didn't really want to coach me anymore because I had hormones. And it was really hard for me to like digest. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, I cry on the wall sometimes. Like I get upset, I get overwhelmed, all this. And he was just like, wasn't there for it. So I ended up switching teams and moving to another city and living with the host family. Wow, that blows me away. That's actually really fucked up. (laughs) I'm just so sorry. Yeah. Also, what a crazy thing to say. Like, you know, female bodies are not the only ones with hormones. And like boys at high school age are still going through crazy emotional changes, hormonal changes, physical changes, like. The, the changes they're going through are just as dramatic as those that women would go through. Your coach just felt more comfortable dealing with someone more like him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Really put that coach on blast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks well, for sharing that speed. But yeah. So in that section, that's kind of towards the back of the book. By the way, I should mention, I don't know if I said this earlier, this is not an old book. It's not like I'm reading some manual from the 70s or 80s. Like, this is from 2017. So let's just get that over with, because I feel like if I don't say that, people will come back at us and be like, well, when was this book written and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, 2017. Um, So yeah, so in this section in the back, there's a little box with a little blurb that says tips for female climbers. So I'll read out the first one. It says, fall in love with strength training. Engaging in regular training of the pull muscles, finger flexors, antagonists, and stabilizers, and core will have a profound effect on your climbing. All right, so with this first topic, what like, comes off to me like originally is that, like, how is this different from men to females? Like, these are all things that, at, like, to be an overall rock climber, like, you need to have these things. And if you don't have them, your climbing's going to struggle. So I'm finding it interesting just right off the bat that it's that's the first tip that they're giving. Yeah, to me, it's like, I think it's a good tip. I don't think it's a bad tip at all. But I just think that it's weird that it's in the tips for female climbers section because yeah. I don't, like, I personally don't have any belief that women like strength training less. If anything, right now in today's society, like, the big booty is in, like, the women are there, they're doing their big squats, like, I see women doing their big bench press at the gym, like, I don't have any perception that women don't like strength training, so I think it's just, it's just a little odd to me that it's in this female section. Yeah, I mean, great point, how is this any different from the tips in the previous sections of the book? I mean, I know that maybe the, maybe the idea here is that some women shy away from strength training because they don't want to look, like, bulky, so maybe that's what he's getting at but but at the same time we're reading a book to be better at rock climbing yeah if you don't want to have bulky shoulders you shouldn't pick up rock climbing like this is the wrong book for you and like (laughs) yeah I mean true like like speed said like 
strength training is required for climbing in general. It's not just for female climbers. It's not that male climbers are, you know, born with this naturally and therefore don't need to train for it. Like this is just something that everyone universally needs to work on. Therefore, it should just be a tip in the book in general, not under the special consideration of female. Agreed. Yeah. So the second one, also quite interesting. I'll read it out now. It says, engage in regular aerobic activity. In particular, running for 20 to 40 minutes a few days per week will favorably change your body composition and improve stamina. So something that I'll note um, was that earlier in this chapter at the end, the special considerations under the female section, um, the writer talks a bit about how um, women naturally have a higher body fat composition than men, which is true. I feel like this um, sentence blah, 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 will favorably change your body composition is supposed to suggest that like women should do aerobic activity to decrease their body fat percentage. Just to put that tip in context from earlier in this section. Like to have a section for female climbers and then to be talking about body composition, it's a little problematic and maybe I'm biased, but it just feels like it's already pushing um, like a body standard. I have lots of thoughts on this one strength to weight ratio is super important and that's probably what he's trying to stab at in some of these things but it's not that important and like there's way there's so many different ways that you can train it he's just being very one-sided uh i'm gonna talk from my personal experiences i run once every couple years probably (laughs) i live with speed and (laughs) I hate running. I can confirm. I hate running. I will not run. I would love to up my aerobic abilities, but not to help my climbing. I want to up my aerobic abilities to help with my skiing so I can hustle up the mountain a little faster. To say that you need to be super aerobic to be able to climb is really incorrect. You're on the wall for like a maximum of six or seven minutes and like you don't need the aerobic capacity to be able to do that. It's primarily strength-based. So to say that you need to change your body composition and to do that, do this activity is, I take that personally. Yeah, it's definitely problematic. Yeah. To this topic, Emma, you were talking about the kind of body standard issue. So I see the point of like, I've heard a lot of people say that like, oh, as I was climbing, I kind of plateaued and then I lost weight and I started climbing way better. Sure, that's true. But I also think that there is like this body standard, especially for women. And I watched a documentary about it recently. I can't remember what it's called, but um, we can post it on Instagram or something after once I find it. But I watched this documentary on YouTube that was about um, how a lot, a lot, a lot of um, like competitive female climbers have struggled with eating disorders for this reason because they're fed this idea that they have a higher body fat percentage and they really need to lose it to be better climbers. I don't know. Sorry, that was a bit of a ramble. What do you guys think? No, no, don't say, I don't know. You were, you were good. This was good. Um, climbing, the climbing community, especially as well as like the running community, like it's been known, especially in 2017, that these communities struck, like women in these communities struggle with body image and they push their bodies to these unhealthy limits to achieve this, this standard. So I feel like this tip for female climbers just lacks sensitivity, really. 
Mm-hmm. And I agree with Speed that it's like the whole the tip isn't even about endurance. It's about body composition. So I would be more on board if it wasn't just about losing body fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Tip number three. This will get spicy given that uh, Emma over here primarily is a boulderer. <laughs> well, maybe not recently, but. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what I do anymore. Um, so the tip says, go bouldering. Even if roped climbing is your preference, committing just one to two hours per week to bouldering will foster great strength and power, as well as a more aggressive approach to attacking crux sequences. Sounds good. I just want to start this topic with, how is this different from a man to a woman? It it isn't. Like, if you're top roping all the time, everything like that, like, you're not really going to know how to be dynamic and attack and be aggressive even if you're a man, like this is just implying that men are aggressive and attacking towards multiple different scenarios throughout their lives and saying that women are incapable of it unless they go bouldering. But do you agree that bouldering does offer, you know, that strength and power training that you can't necessarily get from rope climbing and therefore it's good to train bouldering? In general, yeah, bouldering does help a lot with rope climbing for sure um especially when it does like get to attacking those cruxy sequences but at the same time i don't know what this one to two hours per week well that's not really going to help that much it's like you kind of need to be super overall one hour feels like nothing to me like we go to the gym we warm up and try a couple things and it's been an hour yeah one hour is pretty much nothing like if you want to get better at something consistency repetition like that's the only way to do it and like one to two hours per week is like that's not going to help a man or a woman I think we can all agree that the really big thing here to highlight is it's in the special consideration for female climbers it says to go bouldering to develop your more aggressive approach (laughs) I mean it's hard not to read these and just be upset like and to just be enraged that this is the way the world sees women. And this is the same story that we hear every day about everything, whether we're talking about climbing or talking about something else, this is just the box we're put in. And maybe it's because Allie and I, yeah, we make a hobby now of ranting about feminist issues, but God, sometimes I just want to like, I feel like I need a nap almost after reading and thinking about these things because it's, once you start seeing them, they're so blatant in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. I have, I have, I, uh, this is kind of on the same topic, but I'd really love to hear Speed's perspective because I was talking about this with some other friends recently as well, this p- particular point about um, like more aggressive approach. And I do find it very annoying that that is a female specific thing because I think there's lots of like, male climbers that are a bit more timid and maybe like a bit more scared to go go for that big move on on lead and there's women that I know that are super tenacious and will just like go for whatever and like do that super scary move and without hesitating and I don't think that that's super gender-based but I do think that if I look at like all the activities that I like outdoors 
there definitely are times where it seems like women are not necessarily more fearful, but like more cautious, I would say. Like, I think the women that I know in skydiving are more conservative. Like they're less willing to take bigger risks or just say, oh, fuck it, let's do this. And like, I think the same thing I've seen with my friends that ski and like, I don't know, I wouldn't call it less aggressive or more fearful. I would just call it more cautious. And I think that extends to climbing too. I'm being careful in saying this because I, again, I don't think this is like a super gender-based thing. I think that I know a lot of women that climb really aggressively and I think it is annoying that it's in the female climber section, but I think that there might be a bit of like more caution with women. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think in general, like women are generally seen as like those people that are you know, nurture the family, this and that, that that means they need to be more self-preserving and like take less risks and this and that. And like, yeah, they're less aggressive and this like, yeah. So I play off everything you just said, but yeah, I'd say like the one word I would use is women are generally seen as like self-preserving. Self-preserving. Wow. I haven't heard that one. And it, it like conjures up this image that like is so true and like definitely how I, I feel seen in, in the world. <laughs> One thing I will say though, I mean, we go climbing, we as in me speed and then we both live with our partners. So, so two males, we all go climbing like a couple times a week, at least the three of them, not myself, the three of them, you guys all climb like about the same level or you're at least trying a lot of the same problems. So I get to witness two guys try climbs and then speed try climbs and okay first of all I will say speed shows up on like all the climbs I see and you always make it look quite effortless thank you and you're welcome and I wouldn't necessarily describe your movement and we're bouldering like your movement on the wall as aggressive like you're not what does this even say like attacking crux sequences like you're very flowy and like fluid and it's nice to watch whereas you know sometimes I watch other male climbers in the gym and it's very like pumpy and aggressive and like aggressive approaches to you know a sequence or a project is not always what you need yeah it's more just like you know like being a strategic way planning things out and making sure that they happen the way I want them to happen and being super self-aware of like my feet are here my hands are here I'm going to grab hold this hold that way rather than just being like that and just like throw myself at the wall and be like, okay, yeah, I need to throw myself at this hole and be aggressive to make sure I hold on. It's like, oh, what if I'm just more strategic? I have been thinking about this point as well in the sense that I think it's pointing towards this aggressive style of climbing as being the most ideal. And I think what Speed just said is super true that like there's other ways to climb the same route or the same problem where you're using more strategy and technique and balance and like fine movement. And I've been watching a bunch of real rocks recently. I've been like binging them and I've been They're good. They're so good. <laughs> so good. And I've been seeing some of these amazing female climbers, like some of the, the climbers that have broken like that 515 barrier, like Margot Hayes and then like Ashima. The way that they climb is not at all what I would call like an aggressive approach. Like if you look at Margot, that first 515 that she sends in that one 
uh, that one Real Rock um, film, she's doing these crazy high feet, super balancey moves, like big reaches, getting her hips close to the wall. Like I would describe that style as like she's using her flexibility and her balance and her technique. And I would like, it's not super dynamic. Like I just think that it's, we're starting to see women climb stuff that we used to think was only climbable with massive like power and big moves and they're using different beta that's using more like flexibility and balance and I think that's really cool and I would like to see something like this help female climbers learn to use those strengths more rather than just pointing out what our perceived weaknesses are. Maybe a lot of beginner or intermediate male climbers fall back on their, you know, arm strength and upper body strength to get them up a climb. And they're never actually developing technique. So they're kind of like that aggressive approach is more of a crutch when you flip it on its head like that. Snaps. Snaps. Wow, we really dug into the third point. Yeah, we did. Um, Okay, so jumping into the last point, which says work roots just like men do occasionally working on a climb at your limit via top rope or hang dogging on lead is a great physical workout as well as a powerful way to develop technical and mental skills the first sentence this is my favorite one i've got to say this is my most favorite one they literally couldn't have picked a better point to put last because it's just sums up like the whole perspective of the whole fucking thing like the fact that the line is like climb like men what do you mean work roots? Like that's projecting. Come on, everybody does that. Even if they're working something that's <laughs> five five, they're still projecting it. Um, so yeah, that first line, work roots just like men do. Okay, speed. Let's hear your thoughts. Like when I read this at first, I was like, what is what do you mean? Like, is it talking about this aggressive approach to attacking proxy sequences? it's talking about root climbing it's not talking about bouldering like the last topic so it's just like are you what are you trying to get me to think here i'm lost occasionally like it literally says occasionally working on a climb at your limit as if women never dare work on a climb at their limit they stay well below it because we're self-preserving and we must stay safe like what like occasionally working on a climb at your limit. It's like, okay, are we talking about physical limits or mental limits? Well, both, because right at the end here, we need to develop our technical and mental skills. Oh my goodness. So this, this paragraph literally just says, women suck at climbing and don't use any of your natural instincts. <laughs> if we were to put it in one sentence. This also isn't really a tip. The tip is like, try hard. And that's basically it. No, Allie, no. The tip is be more manly. Be a man. Grow a penis. <laughs> then you will be a good climber. Like like you said, this isn't really a tip. Like, this offers me almost nothing. Like, this is just telling you, like, yeah, you're a woman. You may as well give up now. Climbing's <laughs> <laughs> not for you. Like, maybe try something else. Try a different, try a more aerobic sport that offers you a better body composition. Maybe like a running and squatting. Yes, maybe it's because I'm a few drinks in, but when I read these this morning, I was like, yeah, there's definitely some some problematic things, you know, 
we should talk about it, but we should also consider, I can't believe maybe my brain even went to this. We should consider the fact that men were trying to consider the female, but like, this is just, this is just a shitty attempt. Like, like, I think I want to go into this kind of thing with an open mind and be like, okay, what is he actually trying to say? Because, like, for some of these points, I can be like, okay, I think he's trying to point to, like, for the strength training one, like, again, like, I think maybe he's coming from this place of, like, women not wanting to strength train because of the muscle bulk thing, because, like, I know that can be a thing sometimes, but then it's like, well, how is this really relating to climbing? Like, I feel like for the first three points, maybe in there, there's, there's, like, I can kind of see where he's coming from. The Mm -hmm. last point, I literally don't know work roots just like men do like try hard okay (laughs) like he wasn't like they it's as if they didn't even try to get around it like they literally were like that's the only tip we can provide women is just try harder like men as an author to a book do you not do any research do you not reach out and have any conversations with anybody else it's just like why are you not consulting women like I feel like he wrote this without actually talking to a woman like, mm-hmm. hey, like, how do you feel? But you've taught an adult group with both men and women. What's special, if you even want to call it that, I'm putting quotes, you can't see me because it's a podcast, but like what special considerations do you give women, if any, do you approach their coaching differently? I train women and men the exact same way. If anything, I go more on like the, how are you feeling on a certain day sort of side. So maybe I train everybody like a woman. I don't know. I guess just the way that I know how to teach. Often you'll end up with that one person that needs to show how big their dick is. And they'll like wave it around and be like, yeah, this is how big it is. It's like, okay, cool. You're still going to do this activity I just told you to do. Show me you can do it twice then. And then they can't because it's hard. And I'm just like, I know. And it doesn't matter how strong they are. And it doesn't matter if they're a girl or a boy. Oh my gosh. Wait, on this thing I just sent you, Emma, (laughs) look at the the end of so if you go to the bottom right hand side of the page not the last paragraph but the end of the second last one it says as strength to weight ratio increases there's no reason why the female climber can't train like a man with all the advanced techniques such as fingerboarding bouldering four by fours campus training and such why is that training like a man (laughs) my my training plan that i used to follow is all those things does that mean i'm a man it's not even hidden. Like it's so, it's so blatant. It's so in your face. I can't believe this. I can't believe many people, you know, this went through fucking proofreading phases. I can't believe many people read this and was like, yep, this is totally fine. (laughs) Female climbers would also be wise to engage in some generalized aerobic conditioning as a mean of reducing body fat percentage. Oh my god this is wild I mean even like I mean there's blatant things but even small things like female climbers would also be wise to engage like it's as if we're just fucking bimbos with our big old titties and you know childbearing hips and we're just fucking wandering around this world looking for a mate to have babies with and just we would be wise to ever consider anything other than that like it's just Maybe I'm being overly sensitive and, or um, maybe I'm having a bit of a confirmation bias, but it just is so tiring time after time to read things like this and see the way the world really 
sees women. I also think that um, I see this in like kind of the wellness industry and I've read some blog posts and articles about it and like op-eds and stuff like that about wellness really just being the weight loss industry disguised, if that makes sense. This paragraph is giving me uncomfy vibes of that sort. Like this sentence that says, of course, improved dietary surveillance combined with regular aerobic activity will bring about the fastest changes in body composition. Read the next sentence too. For more information on this, see the section on weight loss strategies in chapter four. And it's like, cool. So right away, the first page when you're talking about women, you're bringing up weight loss. Fucking welcome, because this is the same party we've been living it's actually, it's funny that you bring up like the wellness industry because Speed also before, like, I want to say before I met you, but also it was like before, before that. Like, we can call this my pre life. Yeah. Speed had a pre life before she was a part of this life where she was a part of, sorry, what was the community called? Herbal Life. Herbal Life? Okay. Do you want to explain a bit like what that is, Speed? Yeah. Herbal Life is like, a, it's a wellness, but multi level marketing company. Um, that promotes like uh, weight loss, but also, you know, strength gain and everything like that. So it's primarily around supplements, supplementing your body with all these different things to help make sure you get all the vitamins and nutrients that you need in a day. But where this ended up going was that I lived in a house with three boys and that was fine. It was cool. But I would get shamed if I brought home a latte. They'd be like, you're going to put that in your body? And it was like, we were training for the same things and they were losing weight. And so was I kind of sort of, and it just kind of got to this point where I would leave the house to drink a latte at Starbucks and then come home and not tell them about it because otherwise they would make me feel bad about it. And now I refuse to do anything dietary. Like, yeah, I'll eat a little bit better, but I will not follow a strict diet because I got shamed for so long just based on my body fat composition. It just comes from yeah, being shamed within your own household. Like if I ate chips, they're like, what are you doing? It's like, well, what are you talking about? I'm enjoying myself. I think it's like a very real experience that you had as like a a female in kind of the fitness or wellness industry. I know that we started this episode by saying, by discussing the fact that we want to consider females are not just small males, but I think it needs to be delivered in a way that, you know, definitely brings science and, you know, brings real empirical evidence of like why this is maybe better for a more female body type. And it definitely shouldn't be delivered in a way that like men are better. This is the better body type and women just have to do more to keep up. I think my main, like to sum up my main qualms with this whole thing, the first one is that the female climbing section was an add-on at the end of the book that already is a big issue for me the second one is the fact that men are the standard and the tips are how to climb more like men the third one is that I think this took a very weakness-based approach to tips for women and I would really moving forward like to see a more strengths-based approach like tips for women can be yeah let's work on things that we might be more disadvantaged at, but how do we also foster the things that we might be more naturally better at? Those are my three main issues with this. And also it just makes me feel icky and yeah. 
Yes, Ali, I totally agree. Speed, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think like overall, this article just seemed rushed. Um, and had they not added it at all, I would have just considered the whole book to be for male and female. So it just feels like they separated us just based on like, yeah, page 213. They decided to split up male and female. The female identifying community, we were just a second thought. If they didn't include a section and we had just taken the information as a whole for the general public, that would have sat well with me. If like Ali said, they had kind of split up the whole text as like, this would be for a more male-like body type or a more female-like body type, that would have sat well with me. Or even like, even like a better attempt at bringing in like sensitivity and like almost empathy to their female consideration section would have maybe made me appreciate it more because I would have at least been able to see more effort. But from the bits of information I've read so far, it really was like speed set rushed and like insensitive. I think for me, another thing to add to that, our discussion on this is like, I actually think that overall, this was a really good book with some really good training advice that was very specific, lots of very specific exercises, training plans, suggestions on how to create a macro cycle. Like overall, it was a great book. And I wouldn't have cared if there was no tips for females at the end. Like, it's not like I would have thought, oh, this book was all about men if that hadn't been added on at the end. And I also think that it's totally fair as the writer of this book to say, you know, there's a lot less um, exercise physiology and training research specific to women. So like, it's okay to say, I don't have a ton of scientific basis to give recommendations off of. Um, I've talked to some female trainers or female climbers and put together a few suggestions based on that. Like to me, even if it was a section at the end, I would still feel kind of weird about it. But if it was done that way, I think I would understand it. Wow. This is a good topic, Allie. I'm actually so glad we ended up doing this. Speed up, honestly, you kind of carried that. Yeah, I don't know what we would have done without you. I'm glad I could help. Thank you so much, Speed, for joining us and providing your actual professional opinion as opposed to the verbal diarrhea and like angry (laughs) ranting that I was providing. That's exactly what we do. Oh my God. Thanks for listening to Wildly Basic. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram at Wildly Basic Podcast. Our marketing director is Emma. Our editor-in-chief is Ali. Artwork by Emma. Music and sound by Ali. Co-hosted by Emma and Ali. Thanks for tuning in. Happy trails! <laughs>